Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello. Welcome to the latest Turn Backward. <laughs> that is my awful French accent because, um, well, it'll become apparent as we discuss this episode of Picard. Uh, this is Ten Backward. I'm Rick Everson, and joining me for this episode is Rick Palmer. Aha, you fools! It is actually me who is iPad's Picard. <laughs> oh, no, hey, hello. <laughs> Gemma Turland. Hello. I'm not doing one. Oh, you big spoil sport. <laughs> And Will Turland. Oh, Zuta Lloyd, it's I, Will Turland. <laughs> oh, I'm doing one. Oh, I feel like such a party poop. <laughs> Don't worry. When when you when we listen to this back in years to come, you'll be like, I'm I'm glad I'm one <laughs> member of this group who's not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, Gemma will be the one who stepped out of this episode with a shred of dignity intact. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, so we're obviously discussing episode five of Star Trek Picard, where um, it, it's where we have a scene where um, Jean-Luc Picard, noted Frenchman, puts on a French accent that is absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> possibly because he's a Frenchman played by a man from Yorkshire. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought that I looked... Appropriately sinister. But it was it wasn't just terrible, it was comically terrible. I mean, people criticized his accent in the first episode when he taught French to the dog. But yeah. I mean, this th that scene was just clearly uh, Patrick Stewart having the biggest laugh. <laughs> the dog yeah. did a better French accent, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe you impersonated the dog one episode, Will. D yes. Ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs> That's dog for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch what? Oh, pourquoi? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, um, this episode was certainly the most fun episode that we've yes. had so far. I think. Well, well it, it 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 swung quite dramatically. Oh, it did. Yeah, between fun and horrific and yeah, tragic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it was it was a it was an it was an incredible mix, uh, yeah. something of a roller coaster. In fact, should we should we start from the very beginning? Mm -hmm. That that would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. As as is traditional, um, with episodes of Picard now, well, they start with a flashback. Mm. They do, but notably, it wasn't fourteen years ago. Mm. This no, time. It, it, was it, did it, it even say the time? I didn't. I don't remember a caption stating. I don't think it did. No, but it was. I don't remember her saying a specific time. No. no, not a specific time, but she mentioned the events, didn't she? she yeah, and yeah was... she referred to the cancelled evacuation. Yeah, um, so it was after that that it so, happened. Because most of these flashbacks yeah. had been related to either directly to the attack on Mars by the synths or the Romulan evacuation or some sort of combination. And, um, um, oh, uh, and it was, you know, who, we get a reveal of, of Echeb, don't we? And he's wearing then, a... He's wearing, a Starfleet, a Starfleet uniform that's yeah. of the similar era to the flashbacks we've seen with Picard and Raffi. Yes, so we are probably looking uh, at between sort of fourteen to ten years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
and then Egypt is horrifically and gorily dismembered. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Is, 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 we, 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 we join him as his implants are being forcibly removed from his body. Hmm. And was it the was it the original uh, Ichab actor? It was not. Oh. Ah, interesting. So this is kind okay. of a thing because the act, the original Ichab actor, is maybe not a particular fan favourite these days due to mm. um, he's got a little bit of a reputation that's a bit of a creeper. I don't know how true this is. Um, I'm and I'm loath to repeat rumours too much. I haven't looked into it, but I'm just going to say he's he seems to have garnered a reputation, whether fairly or unfairly, I do not know. What I do know he did do was state um, at the time that Anthony Rapp made his um, made his comments around uh, the way Kevin Spacey had um, effectively assaulted him as, when he was younger. He said that uh, Anthony Rapp needed to just get over it. That was show business, and that just happens. Yeah, which did not endear him to many people, as you would. It's imagine. always, it's always a really sensible course of action. I think yeah. if you're on Twitter to just say <laughs> the first thing that comes into your head, and and the more extreme it is, oh, the, the better. better. Absolutely, and because yeah. that will sort of date really well, and and um, yeah. you'll always be able to take it Especially, back anyway. So you know, <laughs> if you're kind of um, trying to um, diminish somebody else's suffering. I think that, that, that usually yeah, helps. Definitely. Yeah. The, be- the, the best place to do it is Twitter. Because <laughs> everyone will be on your side. <laughs> but I, I guess as well, I mean, I mean, we don't know if they asked him. I mean, maybe he didn't want to come back for just seeing where he right. dies. Well, in, so. interestingly, I, I'm sure I saw on uh, a, a few comments on Twitter from the actor who, who occasionally sort of link in um, the Picard... Producer saying, oh, "I think it'd be great if if uh, Ichev came back." <laughs> oh, um, got your wish. And, and it, there, was a, there was a sense of desperation about some of those tweets, mm. but but I mean, you're right. They they could have they could have been in touch with him, and he could have said, oh, "I'm not going to come back literally for two minutes uh, and and just be murdered." <laughs> I did. So, yeah, wonder, I, mean, who, I did wonder if it was the same actor who'd played grown up Ichev um, in the. Voyager episode where Chakotay was um, crossing around various time zones of Voyager and he crossed into a future time oh, yeah. where he saw a grown Echeb and Naomi Wildman. Um, I've just oh. checked on Memory Alpha and it is not the same actor. Yeah. So um, I'm not surprised to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been that would have been a bit of an insult to that. I did not get the original actor back. <laughs> it would, it would, three minutes it? as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's. it's I, I feel like it's a shame that they that they didn't get him back though, because um, re- regardless of how long he was he was on screen for, it just would have been some nice continuity. Yeah. That being said, the fact that I didn't realise it wasn't well, yes, the Ichab the Ichab actor um, does suggest that it, it perhaps matter. didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, damn, it's. Um, and, and of course, this this flashback, although we don't realise the importance of it at the beginning, it does set up. It tells us something about Seven's character mm-hmm. and and things that motivate her mm-hmm. in the yeah. future. Yeah. Well, this so is... it's it's important. It's a good mm. piece of the story, isn't it? This is one of the things because because I watch it with my wife, who's not not really a Star Trek fan, and she's very unfamiliar with a lot of the story behind this. So she's sort of, I'm going, oh my god, it's Echeb. And she's like, who's Echeb? So I'm pausing it and explaining about the Borg children. Um, 
And then Seven comes up and she's getting, she's really cut up and she's like, so why is she upset? Well, effectively, that was pretty much her child. You know, she had a major hand in raising him in his time on Voyager. So it's kind of like straight from the get-go, I've reminded myself of like, flipping up for Seven, this is, this is some mm. hardcore tragedy. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought that was good because I, mean, I suppose getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but in terms of things that are going to motivate Seven to go on a on a murderous kind of revenge mission, mm. I, that I think that would do it. Yeah, like I I, I was yeah. convinced by that. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, it's like the film Taken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that less successful? Seven does have yeah. a very particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah. Set of skills. Yeah. I also appreciated, and um, I don't know if this is kind of a deep cut, but as as the woman before Seven enters, the surgeon says, "Where's your cortical node? You must." Oh have yeah, it. that was it. And then Seven walks in because she's got it. Where's your cortical node, buddy? <laughs> Got to be in there somewhere. That's a, that's a nice touch. That, yeah. They didn't have to. They didn't have to do that. But uh, that was that was that was a nice nod mm. to canon. Yeah, um, it was. Um, yeah, because there was an episode where Seven's node was failing, um, and she would die without it. But because each head was younger, he had more chance of recovery, so he donated his cortical node. Um, so it's, it was. It was. It was a really obscure, I thought, but nice touch that as she said that, Seven yeah. walks in because she's <laughs> she's literally carrying it. So. Definitely, and and actually, I mean, it was a really short scene, but this is this is pretty significant because it has confirmed the death of a, a semi-regular Voyager character. Mm. Yeah, um, and you know that's that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, so, certainly, if you are a big Voyager fan, um, that's going to be a pretty important scene for you. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the, you... the episode is sort of. I thought the episode was not getting ahead of ourselves but i thought the episode was nicely bookended that way yes by people mm. dying on operating on a doctor's table basically mm. and existing characters as well not that no not that bruce maddox was in a lot of episodes he was only in one but he's an, he was an existing character that's sort of i been... think he had he had a, such a, such an yeah. impact from that episode mm. and was referenced again that he's he's a bigger piece of star trek lore than um than his, just his one episode yeah. appearance would normally grant. Likewise, yeah. um, like each was almost the Wesley Crusher of Voyager in a way. Yeah, because he was the younger kid, the end, the one that teens could relate to. He was obviously he had because of his Borg knowledge, he had a fair amount of you know genius level knowledge. Wanted to go into Starfleet, uh, was only in for a few seasons, those sorts of things. So the impact wise, yeah. if you're a Voyager fan, it's like pretty huge. Hmm. So after that scene with Eater, mm. we go to Free Cloud, right? Yes. Um, I really like this scene too. I, I really like the aesthetic that they had for mm. Free Cloud. It reminded mm. me a lot of TNG. They used the same sort of color palette. The set design was pretty similar. It didn't seem like they'd gone mm. out of their way to sort of make it new and use all the gizmos that they would have to create some sort of um, wretched den of scum and villainy. Also, but it looks quite nice actually. Sorry, sorry, Free Cloud. Um, I like that. Um, the like the, yeah. the, the the costuming as well. I thought the costume that the sort of the main villainess wore reminded me it was very TNG sort of era. Uh, yes, it was. Oh, certainly with the sort of power mm. powerful shoulder pads. Mm. Well, um, I mean, I I suppose she does look a little bit similar, but she reminded me of of early season. Um, 
Troy. Troy, yes, yeah. there you I go. Really yeah. I was like, oh, I thought that was Troy for a second. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah she really did. Like, I, um, I thought that was that was great. And yeah. She was a good sort of villain villain of the week. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with her big burly space minder as well. Yeah, yeah I, I like that guy. He felt quite TNG he as well. He did feel quite TNG, I but, but when, I was a little bit disappointed at how easily they took him out. <laughs> they just shot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shot him in the back. That's yeah. how you do it. You wouldn't <laughs> have liked well, him. Well, no, yeah. If Wolf was there, yeah, sure, he would have taken him head on, but anyone else, <laughs> in the back. Yeah. yeah. By, by Rios <laughs> when dressed up as a space pimp. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they, they, yeah. they basically have a little bit of a caper this episode, yeah. which yeah. I really enjoyed. Sort of a heist, isn't it? There's yeah. a heist yeah. and they've got to steal Bruce Maddox. Yeah, and they've got to dress up yeah. in costumes. We we were saying, well, you were saying, Gemma, that the, um, that the heist didn't really, there was a lot of build-up to the heist, mm. but it didn't really sort of come off because yeah. they didn't really get to do a, a heisty heist. They didn't get to heist. do the heist. It they, all fizzled out. Yeah. But which, you know, it, that was part of the story. That's it all kind of fell apart, but they, yeah, yeah, they sort of set up this heist story and then it didn't happen. It, it, it transmitted into Seven's revenge exactly. tragedy story, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Which I, I was okay with because I, as much as I enjoy a good, a good heist story, I did feel like I wanted to get to the, to the point. It, it would have felt like they could have done some fun old nonsense around that, but it may maybe would have just delayed them getting to what the core of the story was. So I, think, I, I actually didn't mind. Yeah. If it had been entirely the, the heist caper, I think it would have felt a little bit out of place. I think turning mm. it around at this point probably works well to keep it within the tone and theme of the series. Yeah. yeah. You, you can go into these things and you can play about with the stuff and you can have the characters do fun things, but I think the... Um, we're still trying to keep in the overall story, and this did that really well, which is these characters um, These characters have not gone on to the wonderful utopian futures that we'd all assumed, in mm. a way. Yeah. And also, uh, it's just great to see Jerry Ryan and Patrick Stewart on screen together, those characters, yeah. Picard and Seven, yeah. Yeah. which, you know, not too long ago was just a, a dream in the, the imaginings of many a trope fan. <laughs> now it exists. Yeah. It's out yeah. there. This happened. <laughs> it's yeah, canon. I mean, it's canon. It's not just in my head. Skipping <laughs> ahead in the episode, I to have that conversation <laughs> about being a Borg, being restored, mm, having yeah. humanity back. That was both, great. Yeah. Both of them having to admit to the other that they they don't they ne- they ha- don't feel they've ever really got it all the way back. Yeah, that, that was, was a lovely moment. It was. Do you honestly feel that you regained your humanity? Yes. All of it. That we're both working on it, aren't we? Every damn day of my life. Because that's that's the thing we've always thought. It's so got. We one day we should see those characters together because they've got that shared experience. They were both assimilated, and to see them talk about that, although it was brief, it was a fantastic moment to see it at last. Because you can kind of forget that. In a way, it's, you can almost forget that Picard was assimilated. I mean, I, I mean, I hadn't, but I, it doesn't. It's not something I think about his character when I think about Picard. 
Yeah. 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 Especially when he's wearing a wearing an eye patch and doing a crazy <laughs> French accent. Rios forgotten, hadn't he, of course? Yeah, Rios had forgotten. Oh, I didn't like, even know. Those, yeah, that, I found that scene a bit odd, mm. actually. The kind of weird exposition scene between Rios and Rafi. I just that that felt a little clunky. Uh, but there was that, that it did answer one of our questions from last week whether or not uh, Picard and Seven of Nine have know each other, and she said no. As yeah, far as she knows. She they said don't. no, but he said, "Well, they kind of seem to. Yeah. Seems like they do." But I guess they would know <laughs> of each other, and they would be interested in each, in each other because of the book. the book. Or do they ba- do they basically know each other because they were both part of the Borg collective for a for but, a time? Do they uh, do they feel like they have a connection yeah, because I of they that? They would have been like, at the same time, wouldn't they? Yeah. 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 Don't know. Right. <laughs> Maybe they'll talk about it more in in future episodes if we see her again. I know. I hope we do. So do I. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I mean, she gave she gave Picard a little "Call me if you need me mm. if you're in trouble" token. So she did. Um, so yeah. I've got to bank that. Just, that won't that won't come up again. Obviously. Mm. If this yeah. is her one episode, though, I'm happy with it. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. But yeah, so everyone, uh, they decide they have to do some kind of a heist uh, to, to get Maddox because they can't fight their way in um, and they can't buy their way in mm. to get him. So they come up with the idea of of Seven being a, a sort of good uh, trading chip, effectively, mm-hmm. for Maddox. Um, and that that's what leads to the idea of them all dressing up all crazy like <laughs> but i i quite liked that they they did have a, a reason for that and it was it was silly mm. but they all had to be sort of flamboyant characters didn't yeah they? that was a but, bit tenuous oh no but i like that i mean they, they explained it, it but but i like that they didn't just have picard show up with an eye patch <laughs> and a ridiculous french accent and not address the fact that that was stupid <laughs> yeah. like i like that at least they thought of a reason why they would all and be a bit and silly. a facial scar did you notice his yes. facial scar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, facers tend to dress very flamboyant, JL. It's protective coloration. You're playing go-between. You want to stand out. You don't want anyone mixing you up with the other side. But to be fair, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a, if, for example, a free cloud, they had to go to this meeting and, and they're like, well, you've got to, you got to be like your, like your French. So everyone's <laughs> got to get like a beret and a stripy jumper and some onions and a bicycle. Um, now that's not, but now that's not, you know, lots of French people don't wear that costume, but it's what you might, it, but it's what you might wear to kind of give over the impression that you're French. So I think this is an example of that where you've got to be, you've got to be flamboyant. Like I'm an, in, I'm an in-between in kind of high stakes deals that involve, Trading, trading commodities that uh, are under the radar, um, and I'm flamboyant about it. So here I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need a hat, and I need a feather in said hat. Yeah, and... I need two umbrellas in my drink. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> I think Picard should have worn. You know, I think I think he should have worn two eye patches to be ex- so, to, to be yeah. ex- to be extra extra sort of flamboyant. <laughs> Look at me! I have two eye patches. I cannot see where I'm going, but I don't care. 
Oh, and I'm dancing to the mumba all the time. <laughs> My favorite song. Ah, it is the sexiest dance of all. <laughs> and then drops his trousers. <laughs> ah, baguette. <laughs> 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 <My> onions. <laughs> For example, <laughs> and things he could have done. So actually, among what we saw on, on the episode, was quite restrained. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the third take we got to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on a less fun and flamboyant um, uh, note, hmm. they were the 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 reason they were cutting up Borg, where they were removing the. Um, or doodads, which yeah. are how I refer to them, uh, to sell in the black market, which begs the question, why are people buying them? What are they doing with them? Mm. Is there is there are a lot of people with the with enough money implanting Borg technology? Or uh, novelty necklaces. Or novelty necklaces. <laughs> Cracker gifts. Yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, is is there is their Borg technology being um, mm. distributed throughout? Um, yeah. Well, the concept know. goes back to a Voyager episode where the Frankie used a fake Barclay hologram to try and mm. um, lure Voyager into a thing where, which would have killed the crew, but got them got the ship back, so the Frankie could have plundered seven four nanoprobes to sell mm. and the uh, value for that was going to be astronomical so mm. the idea that's, in, that's something i hadn't really thought about i mean mm. i mean i suppose they're they, what were you thinking Gemma? that they're going to sort of seed people with this stuff and like is it well no but people are choosing to use it people are actually actually actively choosing to implant them because there's some kind of benefit I suppose they. I suppose they have power to do because there was an episode yeah. of there's an episode of Voyager where Voyager gets sort of, um, it's, it gets the stuff gets stolen off of Voyager and and things from the ship are used in other purposes to sort of power parts of a of a city and so I suppose this these broad parts mm. could be used for other purposes. You know, just well, yeah. they can help run ships and te- bits of technology. I guess they're multi-purpose, aren't they? Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. But I know. I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but um, it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 I initially I thought it may be tied into what was happening at the artifact, but it seems like it's just a commercial operation. Yeah, it's, it's money making yeah. basically. So, yeah. But of course, the interesting. Sorry, you go, Rick. Um, I was just thinking, we we're seeing a view of planets and areas that are much more lawless than we've maybe seen under the Federation. And it kind of sort of these are places that don't have the utopia where resources are maybe more scarce. So um, yeah, for like Borg limbs, when you when you need a prosthetic limb, you may not have many places to turn. And actually, Borg ones are probably going to be pretty enhanced and pretty good. So if you've got some money yeah. to throw out, stuff like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, you, could or use, might, yeah. you, could, you could use nanoprobes to, yeah, you know, or, f- fix mm, fix yeah. you know, fix broken. Bones and heels, you know, as a surgical. Yeah, tool maybe there. bounty hunters and space pirates who fancy, um, fancy a sort of a weaponized right arm to yeah. uh, mix mass with. Yeah. Or I suppose you could use, if the technology is rare enough, it can then be used to sell on for for profit elsewhere. 
maybe yeah, i mean you know or it's it's like it's yeah, like it's yeah. you know it's a bit of gold that you hide under your floorboards and in a hundred years it's worth a bit more than it yeah. was or mm-hmm. i don't know um but uh, but going back to um um rick you mentioned the ferengi and mm-hmm. of course there's a certain ferengi who gets a name check in this Great. episode it's Quark. Your references are sound. Mr. Quark of Ferengana was especially satisfied with your handling of his trouble with the breed. Yes, that was quite a fool, Farah. I missed that. Uh, oh, what? No, I totally didn't hear that. Oh, I'm yeah, sure it was. Yeah. Quite... Yeah, it I'll, was. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. dig it out. I'll, I'll put it in as a clip <laughs> just to confirm. Oh, I'm going to just in case, we, in case we're making it up. <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they reference Quark, which is a nice, just a nice little touch. Yeah, absolutely. Just mm. a nice because, I mean, I suppose you could argue that all these references and stuff makes makes the universe just feel a little bit yeah. smaller. But at the same time, Quark was a he has a reputation, and it mm. and it does seem like the sort of thing Quark might have found himself involved with. So, mm. man, yeah. it's not it's not unrealistic. <laughs> Well, I did sort of think that. It's like, actually, what are, realistically, what are the odds that Picard would run into seven? I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, just go with that because I'm not going to complain about <laughs> yeah. that at all. Yeah. Also, That's it. I can, see, I, I can see Quark being that sort of intermediary as well. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just loved it. I thought it was nice. I, mean, I had to go back and check that I heard it right. And I thought, ah, I mean, it's just nice. It's just nice for the fans, isn't it? It's nice. It's nice fan service, basically. It is, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It doesn't go overboard. In you know, it's not kind of crowbarred in. It's just um, a nice reference. Um, what did you guys think of the? We we get a bit more of a backstory on Raffi in this episode. So she leaves the crew before the heist and kind of goes off and does her own thing, and then comes back at the end. And we we really only get kind of one scene. Um, but I, I thought it was a really effective mm. scene. I thought it was really good um, where we, we find out that she has an estranged son who um, basically uh, is, is not friends with her anymore. No. Because, no anymore. yeah, we, well, I guess we, we discover that her sort of obsession with this kind of uh, Romulan um, synth attack uh, mm-hmm. conspiracy and the whole fallout from... Starfleet around that has has really uh, sort of alienated mm. them, like her with her yeah. with her family, and um, I, I I liked all that stuff. I th- I thought it was really um, uh, nice economic storytelling that we didn't that wasn't spread across like three scenes across the whole. Yeah, episode. it was like the the audience the the writers had enough faith in the audience where they were like you know what they they're going to get it they're going to get it we 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 can do one scene we can tell mm-hmm. them everything they need to know mm. it'll be a good scene it'll be emotional uh, the actors can handle it but we don't need to drag this out this doesn't have to be like a whole a b plot that runs yes. for the whole episode yeah. the, you know the audience can deal with this and uh, yeah I, I really liked yeah. it yeah i i think you make a good point because I thought it was I thought it was good too, and I, I have to admit I'm generally not a fan of that kind of um, plot element. Uh, you know, with a when uh, a parents become estranged from a child, because often it'll be played where um, the like the, the child is usually a bit too unforgiving. I'm thinking particularly of the last season of Daredevil, where that where something similar happened, and you know, and and it and it just didn't mm. like. Uh, yeah, Matt Murdock was 
he just seemed came across as being a bit too too precious about the whole thing and, and not understanding, not empathizing with the other person with his yeah. with his estranged mother in that series. So but with this I didn't think it kind of fell into that it fell into that sort of problem. I I, I felt it was it was well done. It I, I I like you say, well it was economic storytelling and it didn't dwell on too much. It was just a, a window into those people's lives and 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 he got to she yeah. I mean she I mean she got to see her her daughter in law and her new grandchild. I mean, so yeah. there was there was an element of kind there was an element of kindness there, I think. Yeah. And I, I liked as well that we at the end we we didn't sort of have a scene where she has to make a decision about whether she's gonna come back to yeah ship or not. She just um she's just there and there's like a really quick scene where Picard's like Raffi, 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 <laughs> Raffi, 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 Raffi. Which they opposed. Raffi, no, never Raffi. again. No, go, don't. Raffi. No, don't. Just don't touch me. Raffi. Raffi, um, yeah, <laughs> but we, we, yeah, we didn't need, we didn't need that because so, obviously mm. she was going to come back. Yeah, it felt obvious even when she was going. Yeah, uh, that she she'd be back be by right the end back. of the episode. Yeah. Soon she'd be down. Yeah. So she'll be back. <clears throat> yeah. And it addresses her. Um, it addresses her being an addict as well. I thought mm. it did that well. Um, mm. Yeah. The, the, and, the, holog- the little holograms um, some of them get at the beginning. I think her holog- I think her hologram was related to snake leaf. Yeah, yes. I'm not sure if I saw that yeah. correctly, but well, definitely yeah, substances. No. It's, it was meant to so, give you um, so yeah, but I think they've done that well too. I think they played her backstory as having an addiction problem. I think they've mm. that's been kind of drip fed into her mm. backstory nicely. Yeah. Yeah, not overplayed. No. Just, just part, uh, uh, important part of her character, but not, mm. not overwhelmed the, the story. Yeah, but it's also it, it's also adding um, another level of, of of drive to her character. Yeah. Presumably, there's there's more there's drive now to prove that she's that all this conspiracy stuff is real. Just yeah. to yeah. prove to the people that she loves that she's not crazy. Yeah, to prove that she can stay clean, to prove that she can make something of her life again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's that's gonna add more drive to her character. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, that that yeah that that mm. one scene really did a lot mm. and told us a lot about her character. I think. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for the episode where she gets to say, "See, see, <laughs> yeah. I told you, I told you, fourteen <laughs> years ago, all this was going on. What did you say?" You didn't believe me. Well, look who's right. Me, <laughs> Raffi. And then Picard's like, Raffi. <laughs> She'd be all like, I'm Raffi, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's get some snake leaf, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off the wagon. Or I'm on the wagon. Which one's the bad one? Is it off the wagon? Uh, no, when you're on the wagon, it's good. Because right, the okay, yeah. falling off the wagon. Yeah. That's the bad thing. Don't get off the wagon. Yeah. 
And like, yeah, and then we see Picard smoking some some snake leaf, and he's like, "Oh, Raffi, this is some good shit." <laughs> <laughs> and he's got two eye, he's got two eye patches on. <laughs> I imagine that if he's if he's smoking a lot of weed, he does that French accent all the time. <laughs> oh, Raffi, this is le merde bien. So anyway, <laughs> um, so then the so the heist all kind of goes wrong, and they they end up, up in a yeah they end up in a bit of a kind of stalemate yeah. Um, but then they just go home. They, yeah. Then um, uh, what's his name? The pilot guy shoots the lizard man. The lizard man, um, and then they kind of strike a new deal. Uh, yeah, then they just go home. I, I was, I was hoping that we might see um, the sexy space elf um, fight some guys. Yeah, but he was just—he was a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a comedy, comedy yeah. back. Yeah, like episode. a comedy fifth wheel. Yes. <laughs> uh, whereas actually, you felt like he could have been really useful. Yeah. Uh, but but nothing actually kicked off. Know, so they, yeah. So he wasn't. No. I feel that that's going to happen a lot with his character mm. because he's so effective. They're not going to use him that much. They're going to find reasons not to use him. But when they do use him, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> I think, you know what I think might happen? I think um, the, the sister from uh, of that Romulan brother and sister, I think she might try and seduce him or something. I get a feeling that might happen because he's a Romulan and he's not, he's naive and honourable and stuff. And mm. he seems like the sort of, the, the kind of nice kid that someone can take advantage of. So I think that mm. might happen. Uh, that's interesting. Nice prediction. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But when, yeah, when they get to when they get to the artifact, there's more Romulans there, isn't there as well? So I feel like Elnor will be amongst maybe amongst people that types of Romulans that he hasn't met before, and mm. he'll that that there'll be a kind of not a conflict of loyalties, but yeah, he'll get to make, maybe get taken advantage of in terms of because he's nice. But also, but but the sisters are sworn enemies of the Tal Shiar, aren't they? Mm. So he's going to be pretty much against her from the get go. Right up against her. (laughs) If she has her way, which I think she will. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out, yes. That's nice. I mean, she's she's very sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that does seem like that's her. That's her thing. That's or that yeah, that's her that's her tech that's what she's been trained in. Mm-hmm. To be a, a sexy, alluring femme fatale. Yeah, yeah, femme fatale, yeah, totally. Or a sexy a sexy alluring murderess. <laughs> I think I think that's the uh, that's yeah. the traditional <laughs> descriptive phase. Uh, none of this French nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Picard. Um, but yeah, so uh, what did you guys think of um, uh, the way we left Seven in this episode? Uh, because Seven then goes, she basically, you know, they, they get beamed uh, beamed out of this hostage situation. Um, and then Seven goes back mm-hmm. with 
two phasers that she's acquired from Picard's ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he lights he, the place up. Knowing full well what she was going to do with them, I think. I think he did. Because mm-hmm. he had a little a sort of look of... A look of... Maybe slight disappointment. I think disappointment. When yeah. she asked for those phasers, but, but, he, but he agreed to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that moment. But uh, yeah, and then I really liked the, the little uh, exchange that we talked about before where um, Picard and Seven talk about their struggling with their humanity since since their Borg um, experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that that was really nice. That was really cool. And then it was great. So it was brilliantly juxtaposed with her because she kind of she has a line where she's like, I you know, struggle with it every single day. Mm. And then she beams back and she's got two phases. She's like, doo, 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 doo. it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I do like in this series that. Um, in this series, we're watching Picard on on a mission where he's sort of going rogue. Um, but through the series, we sort of he often meets people who are questioning his actions when he didn't do that, and he's mm. meeting and he's meeting people who who kind of stayed in the game, as it were, made the decision to keep keep fighting, um, yeah. and. And uh, and he's having to he's having to acknowledge that in in this episode they talk about that a little bit like seven talks about what happened in that part of space after the evacuation was cancelled and 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 it's interesting that he's having to sort of acknowledge that at the same time as he's doing the very thing that he sort of he, he sort of admonishes in others it's it's, it's an interesting mm. sort of setup I think yeah and she had a moment didn't she when. She she was he he was saying how he admires the Benris uh, Rangers, but they're not you know taking law into their own hands. And she was saying yeah. yes, it's hard uh, you know, but the worst thing I could do is give, give up. up. It's not saving the galaxy. It's helping people who have no one else to help them. It's hopeless and pointless and exhausting. And the only thing worse. Would be giving up. Picard. Yeah. 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 I don't have a I don't have a vineyard and a, and a nice dog to go back to, and some and you know and some and friends some, and a night. <laughs> yeah. Bodyguards. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was I thought it was nice. I, I mean, all the stuff. Anytime Jerry Ryan and Patrick Stewart shared a scene was just magic. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'd agree with that. And who uh, who else here would would kill to see a Fenris Rages oh, spin-off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, right. a seven, yeah, a, a seven, a seven-led spin-off, I think would definitely mm-hmm. work. Absolutely yeah. would work. Yeah. And Because yeah. that would be, there'd be more reason for Voyager people to turn up in that. Not that they have to, but it seems like a more of a, because people are saying, well, now that we've had Star Trek Picard, are we going to get that for other franchises that mm. have that stopped and they've come, might come back. I think a seven-led series would offer more opportunity for that. Definitely, and and it feels like Voyager would maybe be the most logical one to go back to. Maybe even though I suppose the story of Voyager really did end with mm. the with the final episode, yeah. but but they could launch into a whole new set of adventures. Yeah. I mean, you've already seen Seven brought back really successfully. In in the Picard series, and I feel like that could be a real jumping-off point for 
Harry Kim, still still an ensign, maybe. That would be funny. Yeah. That would be funny, but I don't think it will happen. That would be so mean as well. <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I think Voyager has a lot of potential because th- them getting home, in a way, could just be the start of a lot of, of the story for so many of their characters. Yeah. Like, the Voyager, yeah, the Voyager they... arc finishes, but it's so open. Whereas DS9, I think, was a lot more closed to, to many more of them. I mean, a lot of the characters yeah. c- carried on, but kind of like... we. Cisco is, is is very final in a way. There's the, the he'll return, but that is essentially restarting Deep Space Nine all over. Whereas if you want to take an individual character, Worf's kind of back to TNG afterwards. O'Brien's probably like settled family teaching. Don't know if you could, you could you could take something from any of them really, but they kind of all had a bit of a finality to their fates in a way after the S9. Yeah, yeah, and it would be quite nice to sort of leave leave them with that ending. Yeah, I think so. In a way. Um, it, it, it feels like if we went back to Voyager, it'd be really interesting to see what the EMH is, is up to. Mm. Because uh, particularly with this whole kind of synth attack mm. thing, I mean, what, what does that mean for holograms? Well, um, by the looks of it, holograms are still yeah. pretty widespread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they... Maybe they maybe they get more maybe they get used more now. I think of... well, yeah, holograms and AI in themselves seem to be fine. It's just putting them. It's just creating synths that's the problem. It's yeah. the yeah. It's maybe the physical it's... manifestation. Yeah, is it the positronic brain that they think yeah. is the flawed part of it? Whereas, because obviously, yeah. holograms are a written program that runs on their standard computer systems. A um, an intelligent, self aware android is um, is based on a positronic net. So, it is a, a being unto itself. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Um, speaking of positronic, positronic we nets. We weren't. We weren't. <laughs> oh, um, positronic no, nets. Yeah, actually. that's the one. Uh, so, we see Maddox again in this mm. episode. Does, uh, again, w- was that the original actor? Does anybody know? I don't believe it was, no. Yeah, so, I, uh, I thought it was. I didn't think it was because it didn't look like the original actor as I remembered him. It didn't look old enough for a start. Uh, right, right. Because it was it a was it a season one episode? Two, two I think. Ah, uh, season two. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, no. I just checked on memory alpha. Different actor. So, yeah. Ah, right. I mean, like thirty years ah, or so ago. But I mean, I mean, I it was it was still nice to get to see that character, wasn't it? Um, and mm. I have to admit, a lot of the stuff with him and the Doctor Girati. It came absolutely out of left field for me. I didn't see. Did. I, I didn't see hardly any of that coming, especially the end. Yeah, because it was there was a really uh, nice bit early on when yeah. she was looking at that old video and the whole bit about him making cookies, and I loved her completely. Yeah. Like, dis- yeah. like, how do you do? Yeah, why don't you just replicate? But the she was crying. But yeah, but I know. But because initially you think she's crying because she's sad she's missing him, but I think maybe she's crying because she knows that she's going to have to kill him. Yeah, because yeah. she knows what she has to do. But Gemma, you called, I called it. You called I knew, you I, knew I didn't trust her from the get go. Well, I, I did from the get go, but from when she, when she suddenly turned up at the vineyard, that's after talking to mm. um, what Admiral oh, Admiral Shades uh, Commodore. Admiral Shades. <laughs> yeah, I knew that there was something shifty going on there. Yeah, yeah. That's true. 
And we did we did make that joke on the, when we talked about that episode where she where she comes in and she's like, oh oh, what's oh. this in my hands? Oh, a, a Romulan a Romulan phase, Romulan disruptor. Oh, I don't know how this works. <laughs> Throw this on the ground. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Gerati. Yeah. Now we've seen her true colours. Um, I think I was won over because I was I. I think I'd fallen in love with her. I was yeah. going to say because um, because I, well, I wasn't on last week's episode. Um, I did listen, uh, so I was very much aware of your Valentine-based conversation around mm-hmm. Dr. Girati. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. She's gone from ditzy little sweetheart to uh, cold-blooded killer. Yeah. In one quite, um, yeah. What, what year into it? What year in it, guys? What year into a relationship does that happen? <laughs> Uh, I guess year. T- I think year three. Yeah, I <laughs> that's think the what, if you survive year three. Yeah, then it's a goer. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. Ah, lovely. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're on board with your other half's murderous impulses, <laughs> then you're okay. But yeah, my like, uh, three years. My, my three years in, were you like, what's this? Is this poison in my soup? <laughs> You've got me. <laughs> Here's to many more years of marriage, darling. <laughs> well, this will keep things interesting. <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick, how did um, how did your wife try to murder you three years in? Uh, so so many different ways. <laughs> so many ways, varying from poison to just outright stabbing. Wow. Ah, the old the old ways are the best. <laughs> You're say. hardy, though, Rick. You can survive a stabbing. Yeah, apparently so. It's on your CV. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much pretty much every time I talked about Star Trek, suddenly there was an attempt on my life. <laughs> um, I was going to say maybe that video that she was watching about the cookies continued, and it turned out he actually made first attempt to poison her with cookies. Mm-hmm. Ah. Which is a double betrayal because no one expects cookies to kill you either. No. So do you think she's on the the Federation side of this conspiracy? Because the Federation get name checked by Planet Maddox at the end, don't they? So I do. At this point, I don't believe she's too deep into it. I think this all stems from what Commodore O spoke to her about. Yeah. Mm. I think it's purely from that. Although the fact that he ends up having to kill someone on it, it's like I would love to know what the hell that woman said to her. Exactly. They've revealed. Yeah, she was saying, "I wish I didn't know what they'd shown me." Yeah. So they've, they've, yeah. Oh, you know what I know. Oh. I wish I didn't know what I know. I wish they hadn't shown me. <gasps> I'm so sorry. She knows some some kind of terrible truth that is strong enough oh, that to she make believe is a truth. Yeah. That that I and I think she. It wasn't like you know she'd been taken over or no. anything or brainwashed. She knew what she was doing, and and it hurt her to do it. She know. didn't want to do it, but she felt like it was the thing that she had to do. Mm. Maybe thought. she's been radicalized because it's I not don't... it's not just sabotaging efforts to create synths. She's actively killing someone just because they have the knowledge to create a synth. It's possible, but mm. I don't know if she. Yeah, well, she did say. I, just one more thing that I have to atone for. Mm. So she did, as if it's possible yeah. that she has been radicalized, but she didn't seem very happy about it. No, no. that's a good point. That does suggest this isn't the first action. No, that no, she's no. Taken she's saying no, no, no. So. She's not. Not the murder wasn't something no, I, to atone yeah, for. Yeah, the fact that she was a part of creating 
the sisters. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. that's how I was reading yeah. it, just like Gemma. So. I'm guessing it'll tie into the larger story. I mean, obviously it will, but the the kind of the Romulan aspect of it being the Romulans' hatred of artificial intelligence and that seemingly being very old. Uh, I was thinking um, because in a couple of episodes ago we were we were spitballing ideas about what that might mean, and I said that maybe the Romulans are actually these flesh and blood since because there was a there was a big war on Vulcan thousands of years ago and around that time whoever became the Romulans left Vulcan mm. but I now now I've now I've kind of flipped it and I think well what if what if the Vulcans are since because because think about it that would explain something like Spock's brain because they they take Spock's brain and that powers the whole civilization oh, and, they're, and they're logical and they're logical and they're <laughs> And they're more, they act more like what you might expect a synth to act like. Yeah. 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 But we yeah. Are I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's, I'm not, I don't think that's where it's going. Yeah. But no. um, but I do like the idea that on that on Vulcan, when there was that original war, there was a sort of a Battlestar Galactica event where mm. these where these synths sort of rebelled and there was a war and that's what the war was about. And something happened after that and that's why the Romulans hate synths. I don't know. That's just what I kind of got thinking about when I was thinking about what this might mean. Because I'm, I'm just, in, I'm really intrigued by the fact that it's an ancient mm. hatred. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Not that, not that Spock's brain needs explaining because it's brilliant. But, um, <laughs> um, but, it, but it would a little bit, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah. However, I, I don't know biological reproduction. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they use flesh, don't they? So, I mean, why not? I mean, if they're flesh and blood since, I mean, what, what is the, yeah, what, what, uh, what proportion of something has to be synthetic? So is it because it has a positronic, I guess if it has a positronic, if it's functioning system is positronic and it's positronic in a flesh and blood body, I guess you can still have, you can still reproduce, can't you? And in Battlestar Galactica, that was something the Cylons wanted to do, didn't they? They wanted to reproduce, yeah. Um, but uh, organically. but yeah, but you, if you can organically reproduce the organic body, that doesn't mean you can reproduce the positronic brain in the yeah. same way. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Unless you got nanotech, I, I guess. Mm. Then yeah. maybe that's why they're at the. Oh, but then maybe that's why they're. At, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I mean, I, I'm I'm fascinated to find out um, because it seems like it'll be a like a, it will send out ripples in in canon, won't it? Whatever we whatever oh, we find out, yeah. it feels like it will. Uh, my thought was well, that I don't maybe know, the, the the beauty of using the Romulans is that you can play fast and loose with canon because you have that's very, very that's a good point. Canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 thinking was that. It almost seemed like Dr. Girati had seen some some kind of, I was thinking about time travel. I was thinking about something from the mm. future, like akin to, say, an Enterprise where Archer um, is shown, uh, you know, like, I can't remember what it is. It's like the 27th century or something. Oh, where, yeah, Enterprise where, J. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has, have, have the Romulans seen something in the future that shows how synths are going to be responsible for for some kind of some kind of epic disaster although mm. although what what more epic disaster you can get than your planet being destroyed i don't know wow <laughs> or will the, were the were synths yeah. responsible so 
Um, We're suggesting yeah, that Zap Vash might be Romulan time agents have come back from the future to try and undo the rise of synthetic life. Ooh, I, okay. I wasn't suggesting that, but I like the way. So why did that? But why did they that, go right? back so far into the history of Romulans to start doing that? We have to Maybe. go quite far because bear in mind, in this time, humans already got Roombas. <laughs> you need to go far back enough before uh, before you start making sentient vacuum cleaners, at least. <laughs> oh, it all began with the. I mean, can you imagine someone in a post-apocalyptic Earth going, "We should never have. We should never have made the rumbers. <laughs> we should have just hoovered our own floors." <laughs> <laughs> Was that so hard? <laughs> then will people learn? Will people... <laughs> uh, yeah. So many skull, these skulls. <laughs> Iron- ironically, ironically, I could really do with the rumba right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many skulls to sweep up. <laughs> so dusty. Uh, but yeah, so, um, so Doctor Girati is is a villain. Oh, would you? Oh, no, you I think... don't know. I, I feel like she's. I don't think that's no. I feel I I feel sympathy for her, and that's just that's not just because I'm crushing on yeah. her. Yeah, it maybe is a little bit because of that, but I feel because like she she's seemed a... so sad when she was murdering the man. <laughs> she did seem really sad because <laughs> it was after three years. It was after three years of dating, and this this you, you got to yeah. do it in that thir- you got to do it in that third year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, Doctor Girati. <laughs> Well, he did go away for a long time. Oh, that's so, true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, maybe. What I mean, we don't know, do we? So, yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think villain is is a. It's not as, as clear cut as that. Yeah. She yeah. thinks she's doing the right thing. Maybe she is doing the right thing. We don't know. From her perspective, we don't know she's the villain. Control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From my point of view, the <laughs> Jedi are evil. <laughs> But I like. Um, <laughs> I, I really like that we're that we're. Uh, the, the series is complex enough that it's not a, it's not a question of sort of heroes and villains. Mm. Like, like it feels like all the characters are three dimensional, <clears throat> and even Picard yeah. has some some shades of grey. Even right? sexy, naughty, evil Romulan lady. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe yeah. not sexy, <laughs> naughty, evil Romulan lady. I like the way you described it. There. <laughs> She is all of those things, and a whole lot more. No, but I know what you mean. I, I like. I have to admit that um, I was watching this episode and thinking, "Oh, this is the episode where where the, the well, all these people on this ship aren't strangers anymore. They're friends, and they're a crew. And mm. Picard's mm. got his crew back. And then, ah, one of them does a murder. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. pulled from under me. Get, yeah. don't don't get too comfortable, Rick. Because murder just happened. Yeah. But, yeah. Do you know? I mean, yeah. Now you mention that, I get it. that feels like that might have been a deliberate thing that they that they brought some levity to this episode and some humour and and fun to kind of warm you up to everyone, so that mm. so that the the ending was so much more impactful mm. because it was like, yeah. bam, yeah. Duh, they're not all you how you thought they were. <laughs> One of them isn't. Uh-huh. Also, <laughs> there's definitely a little undercurrent of. Um, Attraction, I thought, between Rios and Girati. Yeah, and then yeah. when she, yeah. when we find, oh, actually, she was involved with uh, Maddox, and he's been uh, with mm-hmm. them. So, I guess that's bad news for Rios. 
And then she murdered Maddox. I was like, that's good news for Rios. Yeah, he's back on. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it could be bad news for him in the long term. Well, after three years. <laughs> yeah. But that's the fourth season. That's a way off yet. Well, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's good because it's like a big thing that we know is coming, but we don't really know when it's going to hit. So yeah, next three, year, three seasons of Picard, we'll be waiting for that hammer to drop, perhaps literally <laughs> on his head from, from her hand, <laughs> um, depending on the method she chooses. But it did, I, I did feel in this episode we're, we're really getting into the meat of the, of the story now. Mm. I feel like we're, which is, which is right because it's episode five. But it feels like we're we're in it now. We've we've yeah. had we've had a, a good old twist. Uh, we know a bit more about what's going on. We've got to the point in the story where they Picard's learned about the Borg cube, the artifact. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know where he's got to go next. Yeah, we're which and, and interestingly, we didn't have any scenes on the Borg cube this week. I know which I was happy about yeah. no sock slides. No, no such slide. Just assume yeah. sliding about the Borg's super fun happy slide corridor. <laughs> you know, I assume they would have. I think this week everyone was laid up in sick bay because they've all hurt themselves <laughs> sliding around like idiots. Dangerous. <laughs> it is a bit. Yeah. Um, except except I... super super sexy naughty Romulan lady who was who, who would probably yeah. just slide along sexily naughtily and not fall over. Yeah, Indeed. yeah. I like the fact that in 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 that day and age, they still have socks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, socks. I'm just yeah, me too. I'm just hung up on the um, that Romulan lady sliding sexily, sexily. and naughtily <laughs> along the floor in her socks. I just I can't bring all those different elements together in my mind. Trying to really trying to. <laughs> I think I think it's if there's a sign up saying please don't slide in your socks in this corridor and she's like I will because I'm naughty <laughs> I do what I like <laughs> that is so her isn't it because in that because really? in the in the artifact they had that in that area they said it's like seven how many like thousands of days since an assimilation but but what you don't see off off screen is one saying it's 268 days and since a sock related death. <laughs> so it's like I don't care if um, socks are socks are lethal now in the future. I'm going to slide on them, and she does. That's why she's naughty. I, I think is that I've just realised the flaw in the plan. She, she'll go to the corridor. She'll take off her her, her, her sexy old thigh length boots, and then she'll have leather socks on because she's all in the sexy black leather. That, that, that won't slide. That'll just stick. She'll blunder over onto her face like an idiot. They would stink, wouldn't they? they? Really <laughs> would stink. <laughs> leather socks and leather boots. Ooh. Yuck. Man, yeah. She'd be like, oh, you better bring me my foot powder. Mister. Where's she from? Really have you been shame. reading? Have you been reading my erotica, Will? www.rickpalmerserotica.com. It's not an imaginatively named really. website, but um, it's what it's is this? What was available? I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. People need to find it, right? Like, no uh, one had gone to that website so far. So. <laughs> but yeah, I have been reading it, Rick, and it's uh, it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. Well, that's led us, led us down an awkward path. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. no, I want to no I don't think it's awkward it's fun I think I've destroyed the allure of the Romulan lady is that, is you have that, a little bit yeah. Yeah. I just, just, sorry Palmer was that a line from your erotica <laughs> no yes. no I don't think it's awkward it's fun come back <laughs> There's a, there's, a whole, there's a whole kind of subplot where she has to find some stamps because stamps still <laughs> exist. But it's very sexy. Um, they're like, they're like, they're naughty, they're naughty stamps, and it's a rude letter. So it's just, um, and I go into, and I, and, and you get to read the letter in the story. So um, it's really good. I hope that she's annoyed about the fact that the first class, the price of first class stamps are going up very much. Yeah, I mean, it's like 50 quid now, but in then, because it's. Uh, yeah, 50 quid, 50 quid for a first class stamp. <laughs> it's good that you bring in the uh, sort of. Sort of topical <laughs> news items into erotic. That's that's that, that that's the nice sort of that that beds in the sexiness. You know, you can't have unrealistic. It makes it realistic. Absolutely, you can relate to a character who's frustrated by the rising cost of first class stamps because it frustrates us all. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to talk about how I was happy we didn't have any any boring old scenes on the on the bog key, but it's really got out of hand. <laughs> Now I wish we had. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like maybe next week we'll go back to the Borg Cube. Yeah. And, um, or maybe next week we'll be Only Picard will go to the Borg Cube. Mm. Do you think we'll get there yeah. so quickly? Nah. Oh, does, that, feel... does that lead us into our new feature? Yes. Oh, um, a, fe- yeah. a feature I like to call Surprise Motherfuckers. <laughs> Because that's that's going to be Will's oft suggestion, um, but yeah, th- yeah, let's have a little prediction of what we think will happen in next week's episode. Who wants to go first? Um, I think they, and this is a little bit lazy, but I think they will go, go to the Borg Cube. I think Picard will go to the Borg Cube, and he will be very cross that they're all mucking about pulling um, Borg technology to bits. I think they won't go to the Borg Cube. I think they'll find some reason to go and do something else instead. Because <laughs> we haven't seen um, Riker yet. We haven't. That's true. The Rikers. Maybe we'll have a diversion involving yeah, the Rikers. Maybe. Mm. Uh, maybe he needs he because maybe he needs something else in order to get into Romulan space. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to psych himself up before he goes to a Borg cube. Yeah, he might yeah. want to go see his friends. Do you? Uh, what do you? What do you think, Rick? Do you have any predictions for next week? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I agree with Gemma. I don't think we'll get Picard to the cube next episode. I think in the next episode we'll deal with the with the, what happened to Maddox. I think I think that might be a plot point for the Picard element of the story. But I do think I do think that the next episode will might be more more based on the artifact. We might get a bit more of that story progressing. And then at the end of the episode Picard will be ready to go to the artifact. That's what I think. And I'm 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 wondering how long it will be before people find out what um, Dr. Giraki did because because I feel like nowadays a TV series don't tend to like that to drag on too long. They used to mm. they used to do that all the time. 
and mm. let and let a secret sort of dwell in a series for a long time. But more recently, I've found that they don't do that. They'll address it pretty quickly. No. So yeah. I'm hoping that that Girati thing gets done relatively quickly. I don't want it to have last too long because it seems rel- it seems pretty germane to the to the story. So I, I can't see how it would. Well, she'll have to selectively delete parts of the EMH memory to cover her tracks, yes, wouldn't she? Would. Mm. Which I guess she has the skills to do. Yeah, yes, yeah, I think she would. Though. But also, is is this not going to be a window for us to start to understand what the Romulan? I can't. What, what are they called? The Jatvash um, are all about. Yeah. Yes. Um, so they, you know, they find out why she did it, and then they ask her why she did it, and at some point she's going to have to start revealing things. Mm. Yeah, and, and on a, on a ship where you've got Raffi, and I mean, there's some pretty canny people on that ship, aren't there? I think mm. they'll know something's up. I mean, I'm not saying that Girati's not canny, but you know, I feel like that might be where they're heading. They'll something will twig. Well, Raffi mm. did say to Picard. Not even a background check in, re- in reference to the <laughs> Yeah. So she's going to have a little bit of a yeah. moment, I think. Yeah. I um, I have a prediction for next week. It's a little bit left field, but here's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> so, so Picard and crew are on their way to the artifact, the Borg Cube, right? Out of nowhere, there's like 30 ships show up, 30 Romulan ships. It's it's the ruddy Talshiar. No way. Um, they they're about to um, like they're in a desperate situation. Picard's about to be obliterated. Suddenly, <laughs> thir- thirty-five oh. more ships warp in. It's the Jacques Vash. <laughs> they destroy the outer Talshiar fleet. And Picard's like, "What?" And then the comm screen comes on, and Picard says, "Who is this?" It's Cisco's dad, <laughs> and he says. Jambalaya, motherfucker! <laughs> in one hand, he's got a jambalaya. And in the other hand... Um, Someone's mother? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm not going to reveal whose, because I don't want to speculate in that sort of detail. Ooh. And that's gonna be, that, that'll be the cliffhanger. <laughs> that is one heck of a cliffhanger. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I want... Well, I want your one to happen. <laughs> They're all great, guys. I think we've all done great, but that one—that one's so—that's that's a lot of fun. I love it. I just think it would be very hard to predict where the story would go from there. I think. I honestly, I, I can begin to imagine. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't imagined beyond that point. But it was a perfect know. point to end it. So I, just... I also I want to know how you know the ships are from the Jack Vash. Are they going to have? They have. The, we are the Jack je, the, um, <laughs> on everyone. Je, the. Je, the. Jack, Jack, ah, Jack. hiding in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brilliant. So that's how you know. Plus, I think um, Cisco's dad would also just say it before he says jambalaya, motherfuckers. <laughs> He'd like to say, "We're from. We're the Jack Flash. Jambalaya, motherfuckers." <laughs> And it'd be like to be continued. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think no one would see it coming. And we've, no. I, we've never had an episode of Star Trek end quite like that before. No. So it's very, it's very true. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm looking forward to next week, but I'm 
Are you? Do you I, think you're going to be disappointed? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, joking aside, I think it's fair to say we all we all really enjoyed this episode, Ooh. right? Yeah, it was excellent. Yes. Yeah, and, and as Rick said, I I I thought every scene where we got something with, every time we saw Picard and Seven on screen together, it was it was pretty magical. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I I feel like I say this every week, but I think that might have been my favorite episode <laughs> so far. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? It's nice that every episode has been your favorite. Yeah, definitely. It should it should feel like that when a, when a show really hits its stride. I feel like you should come away from each episode thinking. That that was the best one yet. <laughs> it's a great position to be in with the series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a really strong series. This first half has been incredibly done. Cool. Do you think? Uh, should we? Should yes. we wrap it up? Do you reckon? We are now over yeah. an hour. We are. We are. Christ. And I feel like we've covered everything. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So so. Thank you very much for listening to us, listeners. Um, it's been fun yeah. talking about episode five of Picard. We'll, we'll try and be back for episode six. Yes, it's, it's yeah. a pleasure to send our words into your ear holes. <laughs> Always. Oh, goodness. Was that, was that a line from, uh, <laughs> from, from Rick's erotic... Um... Have you been reading it as well, Rick? <laughs> I can't put it down. Hi, you guys. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that filthy mate. Yeah, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like... Uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however you get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 
Ten backward. Ten backward. Oh, I thought that I looked appropriately sinister. 